0: You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. Welcome to this short series of podcasts featuring experiences at the Warrant Officer and Non Commissioned Officer Academy here at Canungra in Queensland. In this episode, I'll be talking to one of the instructors, Warrant Officer Class 2 Georgia Jones. Now, in your role here as an instructor at Wonko Academy, you've written a paper about recruitment of soldiers from challenging backgrounds. Can you tell us a bit more about your research in that area?
1: I did some research into it through my experience uh, within the Army, which I've now been in the Army for 20 years. I have had soldiers that have either performed extremely well when they're placed in a position of being outfield or in a situation where they don't have outside distractions, but when there was distractions, they performed
0: quite poorly. And what did you find then as a result of your research? Was there a common theme? Was there a common characteristic that you discovered?
1: Yeah, I think probably by the time I had started doing the research, I had an inkling that the common theme for a lot of these soldiers was they had come from unusual backgrounds, whether it was abusive backgrounds, had been in foster home, unstable situations. So from there I started to look into or research research what that was and what I came up with or saw was when they talked about children from adverse childhood experiences and there was those themes. It was mainly from the United States because they had more numbers to be able to get better statistics or better research. But there was a common theme there with a lot of soldiers, or more so People that were from adverse childhood experiences were so much more likely to seek refuge. Approximately 80% of females that had had adverse childhood experiences would seek refuge in the military. And for men, it was approximately 40 to 60%, depending on the research. We know that they're going to continue to try and join the army and it's about being able to recruit them appropriately and then place them into a program so that as commanders we can administer them correctly, we can mentor them correctly, hopefully not have those adverse administrative issues with those soldiers and then we start to refer to them as bush soldiers.
0: What do you mean by that term bush soldiers? Because that is something you talk about in your paper.
1: Bush soldier is, I suppose, a colloquial term that we use with our soldiers, and it's that soldier that performs really, really well when we've got them on operations and we've got them outfield and there's no outside distractions. When they're placed back in, they've come back from outfield, it's a horse in a race with the blinkers on, As soon as you take those blinkers off, uh, we start to have issues. They start to stray away from the job. In the professional army that we do have these days and where we want to be seen, especially in regards to the public eye, I'd say the army is no longer probably a place for the bush soldier, but we need to identify who might be actually a bush soldier and turn them into a well-developed soldier through mentoring, appropriate recruitment, and understanding that that bush soldier is probably most likely someone from an adverse childhood experience.
0: Now, given your experiences as a coach and also as an instructor, because on the Cove website, we have another podcast that we recorded with you where you've talked about your background as a coach in the AFL and also your work as an instructor here at OneCo Academy. So in your capacity as an instructor and a coach, what do you think should be done for these young people to assist them in their careers within the Australian Army?
1: So as an instructor, I think I've had more opportunity to be exposed to more soldiers than I would in a position of command. So as a commander, I think you need to first off identify a soldier that might be from an adverse childhood experience, be able to mentor them appropriately to get the best out of them. The research I've done has shown that those from adverse childhood experiences tend to have not had a role model or structure within their early begins in life. When they join the military, they then have the structure. So the last component that they are looking for is that role model. Quite often that will come from their superior. So that puts you in a position of probably most likely being their first role model. Like any child that wants to do the best for their parents to get the praise, that soldier will work hard for you because they want to repay you for what you've given
0: them in terms of being a role model for them. So do you treat them any differently? compared to other trainees that you may be working with at an academy such as here, do you treat them any differently from other soldiers?
1: I'm going to reflect on something the RSMA said and I hope that I don't make a mistake of it because uh, it's probably one of the best things I've heard from the RSMA. He said that all soldiers need to have the same outcome. So when a soldier is disciplined, the outcome for those soldiers will always be the same. So the DFDA action. However, the journey to get to that outcome will differ. So as an instructor, the way a soldier is treated will always remain the same in terms of what they get from me as an instructor, but sometimes they might need little tweaking or different approaches to how you deal with something with that soldier to make sure that you are getting the best out of them, giving them the best instructor that doesn't just happen with people from adverse child experiences, it's every trainee that I have, everyone is different, everyone needs a different approach, and for me to be able to impart my knowledge, I need to know the best way to be able to to give that to them, same as everyone having different ways of learning, being whether it's, you know, part of that bark.
0: So how do you achieve that as an instructor? How do you ensure that what you're delivering is somehow customised and personalised, and indeed respects different people's needs? It's about understanding
1: your trainees, it's about understanding, exactly the same as when you're a commander, understanding your soldiers. Without an understanding of who you are either a role model for, an instructor or a commander for, you can't give your best to someone if you don't know what you
0: need to give them. From the research you've conducted, are there any standout stories or examples of where soldiers from adverse backgrounds have done particularly well within the Australian Army?
1: In 2015, I actually did an essay on Corporal Mark Donaldson, a VC winner, and reading his biography and trying to do some research into Corporal Mark Donaldson, he talked about his struggles he had as a teenager, losing his father at a really young age, and then his mother had died, which he talks about being the last guy a lot of his life had been switched off, and then he joined the army, and, you know probably one of our biggest stories about seeing someone come from those adverse childhood experiences and probably in some ways assisting him in the scenarios that he talks about overseas on operations as part of being in the teams of the uh, SASR.
0: So in closing, what do you want people to take away from your paper and the research that you've conducted?
1: So in line with the Chief of Army's messaging, he wants us to recruit rather than reject. So I think that recruitment of soldiers from adverse childhood experiences is an untapped resource. They are going to join, but if we have an understanding of potentially they are from those adverse child experiences, we'll get longevity out of them because we can administer them correctly, we can give them the appropriate mentoring, and they won't necessarily become administrative burden later on in their career. So we get longer out of them, there's less work for their commanders, um, and it's about that initial recruitment piece allow them to disclose, potentially come up with a delinquency index that it shows whether they are from that background. And it means we can manage them correctly and give them a, a long-term successful career in the military. And, you know, you don't know, you might just end up with our next VC winner or next RSMA. It might be from an adverse childhood experience.
0: Warrant Officer Class Two Georgia Jones, thank you very much. For more podcasts from the Wonco Academy, Visit the Cove website. The web address is www.cove.org.au. That's www.cove.org.au. I'm Captain Sharon Maskeldare. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.